0: Like there's also a part of me that like definitely feels a little guilty because there's something sad about just seeing when the time between text messages gets longer and longer and then at some point you realize that like I don't know anything that's like going on with this person's life anymore.
1: Hey, you're listening to Lost Touch, a podcast dedicated to telling stories of human reconnection. I'm your host, Chris Conklin, and every week I'll interview a guest brave enough to reopen communication with a lost contact. Through this podcast, we want to show our listeners it's never too late to reach out. You might have lost touch, but it doesn't have to stay that way.
0: Let's get started.
1: Yeah, so... Tell me about yourself. Who are you?
0: Um, I'm Claire. I'm one of the producers for this podcast. And I'm a journalism student about to graduate from the University of Texas at Austin. And I moved from California to Texas four years ago now.
1: Gotcha. And who did you decide to reach out to for this
0: podcast and why? So I reached out to my friend, Bren who I met in middle school and then was friends with all through high school. But then after I moved to Texas for college, ultimately lost touch with her.
1: Gotcha. And so who is Bryn besides your friend from middle school? I want to know more about this person, their character.
0: Yeah, so Bren and I met in middle school, and we were kind of... Part of this same big friend group of girls that just sort of like exists in middle school. And so that was when we first met and we became friends, but we were kind of just part of the same friend group. I would say we had like different best friends. But then over the years, we started uh, biking to and from school together and hanging out more and more. At some point, I realized that. The way that Bryn biked to school, my house was on the way. And so I would kind of wait and meet her as she was biking to school and join her. And then after school, at first we would bike home because we were headed in the same direction. And then eventually we started to hang out after school. And I would say by high school, we were probably each other's best friends. This friend group breakup happened and... That was when we became like, really close. And at that point, it was like super upsetting at the time. We were kind of like there for each other and just sort of going through that like, super important time of development and all of these new experiences and firsts that happened in high school together. She was definitely someone who was super important to me during, during that time.
1: Yeah, for sure. That is so special. What was it like to kind of after the schism like just kind of have somebody to be there with you because I guess you guys like made it out together? I don't know how close you were to the other friends after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like hard, of course. There was this like former best friend who I was no longer speaking to, and that was like sad. And at the time, I was like, "Why? Why can't we be friends anymore?" Bren was the person who I would confide in and who I would talk to about how I was feeling. And then just we ended up spending so much time together. We like got our driver's license during high school so they could go places outside of school together independently, not just within biking distance. And so all of those, those memories were really special and it was really important to feel like I had someone going through those things with me.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely nice to have somebody who can kind of have like a, that shared experience with you, especially during a time as tumultuous as high school. Let's see. I don't remember if you mentioned your hometown. You might have. But basically, I'm curious about like what city you and Bren were in while you guys were in high school. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of like it feels key to our story because I feel like we first bonded by like biking to and from school and the town i'm from is davis california and it's a huge bike town it's pretty much (laughs) a university (laughs) and a small town and then a bunch of fields um everyone kind of knew everyone there was only one public high school in town So I guess the next thing I want to know, what are some
1: memories you have of you and Brynn spending time together? I'm sure going through the small town, you guys got up to some pretty interesting things, small town behavior.
0: Yeah, so we definitely biked a lot from our middle school to the Target in town, which like when it got there was a big deal because there wasn't a lot, there weren't any, a lot of big chain stores like that and some people thought it was gonna like ruin davis and ruin its small town charm but like for us it was the most exciting thing because we didn't have any money really at the at the time we would just like go after school and walk up and down the aisles and it's hard to even think of like how we possibly could have passed so much time There's also, like, something about Targets where, like, it's really easy to just get sucked in. Even now, I feel like I could spend hours in in a Target.
1: No, for sure. I mean, like, one thing that my hometown best friend and I do when I'm back in my suburban city is we go to Target and we hang out and we wander around and then we go eat somewhere.
0: It was definitely, like, a hangout place. You'd be like, where are people going to be when school gets out on Friday afternoon? Everyone's going to be wandering the the aisles of target like it's the place to see and be seen you're from a suburb too so like i bet you've had a similar experience but then like going into high school is kind of like what can we get up to in suburbia you kind of want to like you want to try new things you want to have fun like you feel so cool and mature but then when you like look around most of the businesses are closed by nine yeah there's yeah, so parking boring. lots, there's fields. What what do we do for fun? And so I'd say like a lot of the time with Brynn was spent trying to figure that out. And it would be like... So a lot of it was really basic stuff, like going to get coffee or literally driving around town or out on the country roads. Like later in high school, we would look for parties that would happen on top of parking garages, or really just on top of one specific parking garage. (laughs) It was a terrible (laughs) location, because it was, like, right around the corner from, like, campus police. Oh, Oh, no. But we all called it the six. The six? Like, the number? mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was, we would go up on the top, like, there were six levels, I guess. The
1: the sixth floor. So there was
0: that. There was, like... A creek out in the country where people would sometimes gather. Some people had barns. But it was, Ah. like, more than any time that was actually spent at any of these places or actually at any sort of party, it was, like, looking for that stuff. Like, just driving around for hours and hours. For sure. And, like, I guess those are the fond memories is mostly looking for things to do and not often really yeah. finding anything. I think I've got an idea of the kind of
1: childhood that you had growing up with bren the small town vibe and the adventures you guys went on, but obviously you came onto this podcast looking to reconnect with someone you lost touch with, so what happened between you and Bren? Yeah, so...
0: Like I mentioned at the beginning I the summer after I graduated high school my family moved to Austin and then in the fall I started studying at the University of Texas at Austin and then Bryn her family obviously stayed in Davis and she went to school in San Diego and so like that that created like an obvious first division and it kind of like made a divide between me and, like, everyone I had known in high school because, like, I wasn't coming back to to California necessarily for breaks, like, to visit my parents because they were in Texas, too, and so there was kind of, like, this, like, first hurdle of, like, okay, I don't, like, live in California anymore, and then I was, I went back to visit a couple of times, but then during the spring of my freshman year, COVID hit, and that pretty much put a pause on any visits to California for quite a while. So I kind of tried to stay in touch over texts and FaceTimes, um, but it got more and more difficult. And like, you know, pretty soon it was just like a couple of texts every month or every other month. And then suddenly just stretched on to two years. And I was like, oh, we haven't talked In two years, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, two years is a long time, but uh, what kind of made you want to circle back to reaching out to Bryn?
0: Yeah, I think the first push was just starting to work on this podcast. Bryn was someone and, like, is someone who, like, is, like, so important to me, and I still feel like she was there for me for these very formative years, and, like, I really treasure the memories that we have together and there was never really an end or like a point where I was like, I never had a conversation with her. I was like, oh yeah, this is like the last conversation we're going to have. And so there was a part of me that just wanted to check in with her. And now we're both like graduating college. So about to enter another new portion of, of life, a new stage of life. Uh, and just wanting to see that, like, things worked out okay for her. And, like, even though our stories kind of took different paths and sort of separated, like, I still want to know where her story went and where it's going and what's going on with her.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's really hard to just, like... I mean, well, maybe I'm a hypocrite for this because I have a tendency to cut off people as a Taurus. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is very hard to just, like, look at somebody that you've shared a lot of experiences with and gone through a lot of stuff with and just be like, okay, so, like, we're done. Like, it's not like you can't just fire a friend. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's a lot harder than that. Definitely. I get it. I did want to pivot before we move on to the actual conversation, I I think my last question is, what were some of the emotions that you experienced when the distance between you guys grew? Not only did you move from California to Texas, you guys were in, like, another formative part of your life starting college, but you also, like, the person who you had known for the past four years just wasn't there anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, it in some ways happened without thinking about it. Like, part of it was definitely that, you know... I still treasured this, like, friendship from high school, but I also was trying to, like, establish a new life in Texas and at college. Like, I wanted to meet new friends. I wanted to get to know my roommate, all of these new experiences. And so I didn't want to be, like, focused only on, like, people from high school and friendships from high school. But, like, there's also a part of me that, like, Definitely feels a little guilty because there's something sad about just seeing when the time between text messages gets longer and longer. And then at some point you realize that, like, I don't know anything that's, like, going on with this person's life anymore. I haven't checked in. And then eventually at some point the longer it's been, the harder it is to reach back out because it's like okay I've like haven't talked to you in this many months why would things be different now
1: yeah yeah even though it's quiet like that silence feels so loud somehow it's just kind of glaring at you like oh it's been two months oh wait it's been two years like should I even bother at this point like it's almost kind of embarrassing like when you're in a conversation with somebody and you kind of take too long to answer and you're like yeah and it's just like one of those really stretched out conversations yeah So before reaching out to Bern again, when was the last time you guys talked?
0: Okay, I have it. This is, uh, that's sad. Okay, so it was like two years ago. She texted me to say happy birthday. And then I responded and I said, thank you, miss you, and hope to see you whenever I make it to California again. When did you reach back out to her? So I reached back out to her about a week ago, okay, now, and I sent her a text, and I said, Hey, I know it's been forever, but I thought of you recently and wanted to see how you're doing. How have you been? Sweet. And when did she get back to you? And then she answered me the next day, and she said, Hi, I miss you. I've been really good. I just finished up grad school apps, so I'm waiting to hear back. How have you been? With several... Question marks and exclamation points. Actually, all of her texts have lots of exclamation marks. Just of no anything I say from Bryn. There's like way more exclamation marks than I am probably pronouncing.
1: Got it, Bryn exclaimed. Yeah. Um, let's see. So you're you, both of you right are seniors in college now. Yeah. Okay, how did it feel to reconnect with your best friend from high school that's literally like four years of time that have passed since you guys like really got close?
0: I mean, mostly, it was definitely before I sent the texts, I felt like, oh, maybe like, maybe this is like a lost connection, like maybe she's not going to bother to answer my texts anymore, like, it is kind of out of the blue, like, maybe we don't have that much in common anymore, whatever. But then once I texted her it like kind of felt like no time had passed and like I started like filling her in on my life and she started telling me about her life and it just felt like really easy to pick back up and so that felt really nice.
1: Yeah that's so sweet because um, you know it must have hurt a lot to be especially during the pandemic missing your friends from high school and like not even really talking to them actively and just feeling like the distance grow. So getting that confirmation of like, oh, my friend that I used to be really tight with is still talking to me and we're on good terms. That, I bet that felt really good.
0: Yeah, like I said, uh, nothing happened that like ended the friendship. And so it's kind of like, I guess there's there's still a friendship here even though we haven't talked in so long. There's Ooh. no reason for it to be over. But... It was really nice to kind of have that confirmation that, like, yeah, we could just, like, pick back up. Like, we do have these memories in common, and, like, that still connects us.
1: Yeah, for sure. The next question I had was, what was Bryn's reaction to you reaching back out besides her excessive use of exclamation points? Which, did she voice, like, how it how it
0: felt to her to hear back from you after so long? I mean... I guess there's only so much you can say in a text, but she said She said that she missed me, and then we kind of just started going back and forth and sharing life updates.
1: Yeah. Was there any discussion of the communications gap between you guys, or did you guys just kind of dance? I don't know if I can call it dance around that, but I'm just kind of wondering, did you guys like bring up, oh, my God, it's been two years. Was there any, like, I'm sorry I didn't reach out more or something like that or was it just it's so good to hear from you
0: just um, kind of curious what
1: direction things i mean went.
0: i guess in my first text i sort of acknowledged like oh i know it's been forever but then i would say from there we didn't really talk about it we just kind of jumped right back in and started filling each other in on like what we've missed yeah so it kind of felt like it just picked right back up
1: no that's really nice give us let's get up to speed on
0: what you've missed in Brent's life. Yeah. What is there to share. I mean, like what's new to you? It's not I guess it isn't super surprising. She like told me where her brother ended up going to to college and that her parents had moved to a new town and she's applying to to grad school for speech pathology, which wow. is what she always had planned to do in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was like awesome to see that she's she's doing that and that that's still what she she's going after. I mean, obviously lots of people changed their minds college, but it was cool to see that she's still going after that.
1: No, that's so sweet. but you we've kind of established that you're not too keen on texting and that's fine. There are other ways to communicate with people. But are there any plans to give
0: Brian a phone call or hop on FaceTime? I don't have anything like set up right now, but I definitely would like to to give her a call and chat with her. Um, And I guess neither of us really knows where we're going to be living soon. Like, I don't know where I'm going to live after college. She doesn't know where she's going to go to grad school. So I guess I would also say that I'm hopeful that, like, we'll end up in the same place at some point. Like, I'm not sure exactly where. We definitely both still have connections to California. And so... I wouldn't hesitate to, like, go meet her for a coffee or a drink or whatever if we are able to make that happen, find ourselves in the same state again, in city the same even. same state again. I guess California is a big state, so yeah. is Texas. Maybe so same Texas. city. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha.
1: You. you guys will find each other at one point. So what was your overall experience in reaching out to your old friend after about two years?
0: I would say it was overall a really good experience. I'm really glad that I did it. It felt really like this growing length of time that we hadn't spoken. Like every passing day or week or month, it got like it would be harder to reach out because it's like, oh, my goodness, it's just been so long. But now that that's broken and we've just talked again and i can see that nothing's really changed between the two of us i feel like i have that connection again i definitely love to see her again or even just like hopefully keep up with texting her see where she gets into school yeah i got you
1: it's kind of crazy to think like maybe what a week ago two weeks ago like you might not have even done this if things didn't work out that way I don't know would you have done this if it wasn't for the podcast do you think you would have reached out to Bren? do you think it would have taken longer
0: I think it would have taken longer I think I needed some sort of push like something to yeah to make me feel like okay now's the moment to to reach out and like rekindle this connection whether that's like Had been, I don't know, maybe if I was back in California, I would maybe reach out to see if she was still around or I'm not sure exactly what. So I think it definitely would have taken longer, but I'd like to think it would have happened eventually regardless.
1: For sure. Has this experience given you any closure at all? You seem very content with the outcome of how things are going with Bren, and I'm very happy to hear that. Do you kind of feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders now that you've had the chance to,
0: like, finally close the gap of time that's kind of divided you guys? I guess there was a small part of me that worried, like, what if she got a new phone number? Mm-hmm. And then if all of a sudden it was like, oh. Who is this? This number, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, oh. Like what happened? The, the gap is so big. So just getting a response felt really nice.
1: I know you mentioned that you think you would have always reached out, of, like it's already been done. But what do you think would have happened if you didn't reach out to Brett and you kind of just left
0: things where they were two years of silence? I feel like I would have continued to watch her life as like an observer from that. Not that either of us is particularly active on social media and like I'm really not at all I almost never post but like I feel like you still get glimpses but that's not really a real connection um it's just like watching someone so I'm definitely glad that we're having a conversation instead of just like the observation that could could continue on social media
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it must be a really nice experience to kind of be, like, in on how her life's going instead of just being like, oh, she posted
0: a story two hours ago. She's at Target. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, much more insight and, like, a real connection that can happen from a conversation versus social media posts.
1: You've come out of this with another friend in your corner. Somebody that I imagine you feel closer to, even though you guys were always close. This is, like, a new thing. Like, you guys have kind of moved forward in a way that your friendship couldn't have progressed if you guys always known each other, because it's like, oh, Claire reached back out to Brynn after two years,
0: like, up and up. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I said earlier that I feel, like, a little guilty that, that we lost touch, I also think that, like, we've both experienced a new stage of life, obviously, living in different cities, going to college, and I know it was important for me to to go through that on my own and not to like stay attached to these friendships from high school, like to go go to college as my own person and as my own self, and I imagine that the, that would be true for her also.
1: How easy or difficult would you say is it to lose connection with people you care about? And not just like you specifically, I guess this goes for like people in general, because I think it can go both ways. But as somebody who was on both sides of this, um, curious to hear your input.
0: I think it's pretty easy. I think especially as young people, um, there's like a lot of life changes happening rapidly like moved to an entirely new state there was like i studied abroad for a semester i don't know where i'm living next like everyone's going through all of these life changes and i think it's really easy in those changes to lose touch with people and i think that's like completely normal you know you're trying to like take on a new part of your life you're not focused on the past But I also think that, like, with cell phones and social media and even email, and there's a million ways to get in contact with anyone, it's remarkably easy to get back in touch with someone. It's easy to lose touch, but it's just as easy to get back in touch.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it was impossible. But it's not exactly, like as easy as it sounds either obviously there's like an internal hurdle that you feel that everyone might feel when they lose touch with people they care about let's see do you have any advice for people who are also looking to not necessarily follow in your footsteps because you didn't invent reaching out to people but uh do you have any advice for people who are also looking to connect with people they've lost touch with one of our goals for this podcast is to encourage people who listen to come redevelop those connections so do you have any advice for people who want to do that as well
0: yeah I think my advice would be that There's nothing to lose, really. Like, if you've already lost touch, this is someone who isn't in your life, like, probably the worst they'll do is not reply, and then you're in the same place as you started. You always have the chance to reconnect with someone or even just, like, have a brief moment to, like, reminisce. Like, I've really enjoyed, like, thinking back to high school, and, like, especially the fond memories because like naturally and usually I kind of write off high school of like oh my god that time was so rough yeah. so embarrassing so embarrassing. so ready to forget about it thinking about this friendship sort of made me remember like the good memories from high school and that like there are things that I look back on fondly
1: no for sure great advice great reflection here well thank you so much Claire for your time today